Hey, last week we kicked off this new series called House of Cards. Well, we're, we're using Vegas and some of the things, not everything, but some of the things you would find in Vegas. It's kind of a comparison to this thing called faith. It's a term we've, we've kicked around all of our life, faith. But we're going to be looking at not just what faith is and what it's not, but also, here's the question that's kind of behind this whole series is, why is it that so many of us seem to be losing our faith? I mean, kind of giving up our faith. I, I thought I, I believed this, and now I don't know if I, if I do. Mean, meaning this, uh, over the last weeks and months, even the years of your life, you've been building or leaning or kind of propping your faith up on something, some foundational truth. And, and by faith, this is what I mean, is that when I ask you, how do you think life works or God works or the world works or karma works or whatever you're holding on to, okay? How do you think this whole thing works? You would probably start your answer with something like this. I don't know, I've always thought that, and that's faith. I've always believed that, you know, if this happens, then this will happen. I've always thought that if I did this and I did that, I've always believed or thought or tried, whatever, and that's, that's faith. And, that, and here's the thing is, the, the problem is, is that sometime in the past, or maybe even right now in your life, something's bumped into your life, bumped into your faith, and the whole thing's kind of shaky, like a house of cards. And, and maybe something's already hit it hard enough, it's already collapsed, because a big chunk of your faith has been built on or been propped up by your ability and my ability to find God in the circumstances of our life or to make sense out of what's happening in the circumstances of what's happening in our life. And last week we called that circumstantial faith. Circumstantial faith. The problem, though, with circumstantial faith is that it's really fragile. Really fragile. Meaning this is because eventually something will happen in your life and you'll be left with, I thought if I did this, God would do that. And I did this and God didn't do that. Now I don't know if I believe in God anymore, right? Or, 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 or something like this. He's like, you'll try to kind of figure out, you know, I've always thought this to be true about God, you know. He's like this, he's loving and stuff like that. But then I've got this going on in my life and I, I can't put those together. I, I can't have them both be true. If God is loving, then how do I explain my divorce? That, that, how can those both be true? If God is like this, and how, why is there abuse in the world? And why is there AIDS in the world? And why is, why is there, I empathize. Why do they have to go over there and rescue kids from sex slavery? And why, why? I can't put both these things together. And your faith will be going, I, I can't put a God who's good and, and what's happening in my life and in the circumstances of the world and have them both make sense. And your faith will, or maybe already has, will fall apart. The other thing about circumstantial faith is that many times as our circumstances change, our faith becomes very inconvenient or intrusive in, into our life, all right? I mean, due to, due to the pressures of life and, and, and even the pleasures of life. And as, 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 as our circumstances change, we'll go back to our faith and say, it doesn't really fit anymore, or it kind of is bothering me. So, so I'll change my faith. I'll tweak it. I'll move it around. I'm going to throw that out. We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to put this in and we'll rearrange our faith system. So now we believe something different. Or we'll toss the whole thing and we'll go shopping for a new faith system. We looked at last week. We just admitted. A lot of us are on our third, fourth, fifth, hundredth belief system, you know? And eventually we just kind of go, you know what? I, I don't know what I believe anymore. Meaning this is that I used to believe this is true about God and then my circumstances changed. Or I, I met her. Or I had this opportunity come along. Or I, I, I met him and I never felt stuff like this before. And here's the thing is, I can't be with him or be with her or do that over there and hold on to God because they're, they're conflicted. So I've got I to gotta change one of them. And I can't change how I feel. I mean, that's just not even rational, okay? I've tried, all right? So what I've got to do is I've got to change what I believe to be true about God. And so I, I change God's like this now. The problem with that, and I, you can do that all you want, all right? You're, you're an American. You can do anything you want, right? But here's the thing is that one day... Something's going to hit your life, and you're going to need something to lean your life against that won't move. 
You're going to need to build your faith or, or, or say, you know what, I can always depend on this. And then you'll have a horrible aha moment that some of us have already have. And you'll look at what you thought you believed and you realize, I have changed that and tweaked that and traded it in. And you know what, honestly, I don't know what or even if I believe anything anymore. Circumstantial faith. But here's where we landed last week. This is a different kind of faith, the faith that God described and the faith that God is looking for. And it's not a, a faith that's based on a secret formula, you know, like hitting the slot machine. If I do this and do it enough and do it right, you know, I, then God will, you know, it'll, it'll work for me, you know. Uh, so here's my formula. I go to, you know, I need God to do something. I, do, I go to church four times. I pray three times. I put money in the offering plate. Come on, God, hit a jackpot. And that may work for a slot machine. It doesn't work that way with God. And despite all the TV preachers and stuff like that, you know, and all the stories you hear that if you have enough faith, I mean, you've got to muster it up and find some faith and get a big enough faith, you can make God do stuff. I mean, you can, you can do that. You know, it's like, it's like you know, hey, God, I, I really want you to do this. Uh, and so here we go. God, come blow on these for me, God. Okay, all right, all right. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. God, I need a seven. I need a seven. Come on, you know, lucky seven. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, God is good, you know. If you have enough faith, you'll roll what you want every time. That's not the way it works. You know, we looked at this last, last, last week. Is that, you know, I, I used that illustration out of Shark Week. Because I'm a Christian and I love Shark Week. All right, so anyway. And here, here it is. Is that there was a story about this little boy that got bit by a shark. And, and he was in surgery. And it was a successful surgery. And they interviewed his mom. You know, how did you do it? How did you make it through this? We just had faith. We just believed that if we, we trusted God enough, our son would be saved and it worked. Is that how it works? That God's in heaven. Remember we talked about this? God's in heaven going, I'm, I, I don't have any plans on saving him. Ugh. She faithed me. All right, I'll save him. You know, and then, then God, and we treat God like that. Is, that. is that how it works? No. It's not how it works. See, our faith isn't based or founded on our ability to understand or make sense out of life, which many times will feel random and chaotic. And our faith isn't based on if God does something for us and does what we think he ought to do when we think he ought to do it. That's not the foundation of our faith. Where we landed last week was, was this. Our faith must be built on, founded on, you know, leaned against one thing, one person, really. It goes like this. 2,000 years ago in history, a man named Jesus left heaven and came to earth. He had no sin. And he said, I'll take your sin. And they crucified him on a cross and he died. And they put him in a hole. And three days later, he rose from the dead. And he was seen by hundreds of people. Then he ascended to heaven. And right now, tonight, you know what he's doing? He's connecting me back to God. Right now, as we speak, he's my high priest. He's my bridge builder. He's my connector. And I have nothing separating me. I I make mistakes. They're forgiven. I'm going to make mistakes tomorrow. They're already forgiven. I am connected back to God. I have a high priest who has gone through the heavens and he is connecting me back to God. So don't give up. And that's what my faith is leaned on. And here's where we landed last week is that if we try to lean our faith and depend on anything and say, that's what's going to see me through on anything or anyone else. It is a matter of time. So something will bump into our life and we'll knock it flat. And that's some of our stories. And here's where we're going to land tonight. I hope, I do, I hope my circumstances get better. Nothing wrong with that. I pray, I wish, whatever word you want to say, I, I, I want my life to get better. I want some of the pain in my life to go away. But whether it does or not, my faith is in God and that he loves me. And he's already proven that. I do wish, I wish, I hope, I hope, I pray, I desperately need some things in my life to change and get better. And, and I'm going to ask God for that every night. But whether they do or not, whether he fixes stuff or not, I still believe he loves me. And he'll take care of me. Whether I understand what's happening in my life or why it's happening, because i can to be honest with you, most times I don't. I do believe this, though. I can rest, I can lean, I can build my faith on one thing. Jim, how do you see the world? Here's the lens, my faith lens, the way I see the world and life and how things work. I believe there is a God, and He loves me, 
And he's already proven his level of commitment to me 2,000 years ago that lasts even to tonight by sending Jesus to die for my sin. That is the foundation of my faith. And here's where we left off last week. I wish I had faith like that. Don't you? I wish I had a faith that was so strong that no matter what happened, you know, if, if this hit my life, or this hit my life, or you did this to me, or this hit whatever it is, unexplainable, right? I could still look back and go, it's okay, I know you love me. I wish I did. And I've had moments like that here and there, you know, but most of the time, got to be honest with you, all I can really see and hear is what's going on in my circumstances. But what would that look like? What would it look like to have faith like that? Tonight, I'll, we're going to open up, go back to the book of Hebrews, if you have your Bible with you, but we're going to look at the biblical definition of faith, not Flatiron's definition and not Jim's definition, and you know, because we'd all have different definitions, but we're going to go back to the Bible and say, hey, God, what did you have in mind when you said, this is what I had in mind when I said faith, all right? We're going to go back to it. Now, I've got to be honest with you, I'm going to set you up really quick, okay? First of all, we're going to end very abruptly tonight. You're going to go, huh, you're going to fall forward, like, that's it, all right? And here's the other thing, when I'm, I'm going to give you this definition of faith, and when you first hear it, you're probably going to go... Really? That's it? I mean, that, that's, that's what we came. We, we missed the ball. You know, we were telling you, we came here in order to, for, for that. And it's not going to feel very satisfying. Emotionally, you're going to go, I don't know how I feel about that. That's okay. If you can stay to the last five minutes, you're going to find out this definition that we're going to look at from the Bible, from God's Word tonight, is exactly what you need. So we're in the book of Hebrews. And if you weren't here last week... Um, the book of Hebrews was, was written by a guy. We don't know the name of the guy. Some people think it was Paul. Some people think it was Barnabas. But there were some people that are Christians, all right? And they're this little church. And, and they, they used to be Jewish. And then they met Jesus. And they heard him teach some stuff. Or some other people said, hey, we've met Jesus. And we'd like to teach you what Jesus said. And they had heard Jesus personally or through another teacher teach this. He said this. After I die and I'm buried and I come back to life, I'm going to go to heaven, all right? But I'll be back to get you. And when he said, I'll be back to get you, they heard, I'll be right back. Like, don't sit down, right? Like, like you know, just, just stay here, you know? And then people were like, oh, okay, all right. You guys go to the pool. I'm staying here. I'm, I don't want to be here when he comes here, all right? So go ahead, you right? And they were sitting there, you know, and some of them quit their jobs. And, and here's the thing is, when they heard, I'll be right back, that's a good thing because their life was hard. Their life was hard. And what do you mean it's hard? It's like, remember the, I mean, the, all this stuff we talk about Jesus. Rome had invaded. That's still going on, all right? Where's your dad? Crucified over there. Where's your brother? He's in prison over there. Where's your sister? They, they, they took her prisoner. She's being raped in Rome as we speak. I'm telling you, I got a disease. They taxed my house. They took my farm away. My mom, I don't know. She died a couple months ago just from a broken heart. I tell you, my life is hard. So when Jesus shows up and goes, hey, I, I, I'll be right back. At least well, that's what they heard. They were like, that's awesome. And then some days went by and some weeks went by and some months went by and some years rolled by. And they're standing out there in the yard going, uh, hello. <laughs> you ever felt like that? No, God, God said he'd do this. I'm, I'm, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. And then some weeks go by and some months go by and nothing changes. And Rome's still killing people and they're still taxed into poverty and they lost another person to death and another thing died over here and another thing broke my heart over here. And, and they're just about ready to cash in their Jesus chips and go, I quit. This doesn't make sense. And this book is written for the purpose of saying, now, listen, don't give up. Don't give up. So we're going to look at this, this definition of, of faith, and we're going to apply it to our lives, and then we're going to walk out of here and go, was that it? All right, so Hebrews chapter 11, okay? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And here's the definition of faith, all right? It goes like this. Now, faith is, here's faith, ready? Right? Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for. Now, faith is, here he is, right? It's, it's being sure of what we hope for. Now, if you're, if you're like a, you know, a word person, you're going, whoa. So the first thing I'm noticing is this, is that faith and hope are not the same thing. 
Faith and hope are not the same thing. Um, hope means this. I, I want this to happen. I wish this was to happen. I, I'm really hopeful. I desire this to happen. You know, like this. I hope I get a job. Yeah, all right? I, I, I hope I get the deal. I hope I get the Christmas bonus. I, I hope she'll go out with me. I, I hope you'll meet me for lunch. I hope I get tickets to the game this week. I, I, I hope that's true, okay? Faith and hope are not the same thing. Faith is hope taken another step further, okay? So I hope this. But faith is something more than this. So the question is, all right, what would need to happen for my hope, I hope this happens, I hope, 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 okay, to become, I'm sure it'll happen. I'll give you an example of that, okay? So let's say that, you know, I, I run off stage, I pick up my cell phone, I, I call Robin, and she doesn't pick up, so I leave her a message. Hey, Robin, I'm hungry. Hey, meet me at Village Tavern at 8 o'clock tonight, and let, let's eat dinner, okay? Beep, okay, all right, okay, I'll see you there, all right? Now, I hope she'll be there. Okay? Because I like Lily Shepard. And I like her. Okay? So I hope, all right, that she meets me over there. Okay? But what would need to happen for me to say, oh, she'll be there. I mean, if I finally went, she better be there. You go, you're a jerk, all right? She knows what's good for her. No, no. No. How would I have to know for sure, I am absolutely sure that that she'll be there. I have absolute confidence. That's what that translates. Absolute confidence that when I get to the restaurant tonight, she's going to be there. Now, don't answer that, but think about it. Okay? Faith is being sure of what we hope for. And, here's the other part of this, certain, which means I'm completely, I'm, I'm confident. I have absolute confidence it's going to happen. And certain of what we do not see. And do not see is not like, I, I, I can't see it, all right? Do not see in the sense of it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. All right? So, so here's a biblical definition of faith if you're taking down notes. And we'll, we're going to fill in the blanks in a couple of minutes, but this isn't that part yet, right? Here's the biblical definition of faith. Faith is being sure. I mean, I am absolutely con- convicted of something that I hope for, all right? I hope for this, but I'm more than, I am, I am sure that it's true. And I am absolutely certain that something that hasn't happened yet will. That's faith. Now, hold on to that. That's the definition of faith. I am sure that what I hope for is true, and something that hasn't happened is going to happen. That's the definition. Now, verse 2. This, the, what do you mean? This definition this, I'm sure what I hope for, and it hadn't happened, but I, I really believe it's going to, okay? This is what the ancients were commended for. This is what all the people from, from chapter you know, 10 on back, all the way to Genesis, when God looked at people and says, this is the faith I was talking about, this is what he was talking about. This is the, de- the definition. I mean, you can take this definition of faith, I'm sure what I hope for, and it hadn't happened yet, but I'm absolutely convinced that it's going to happen. And you can lay that on any story in the Bible where God looks at somebody and says, that's the faith I'm talking about, and that's what works. When God says Moses had faith, and in chapter 11 he says he, Moses had faith, all right? He's saying Moses was sure of something that previously he just hoped for, and then he got to a place where he was sure. And something that didn't happen, he actually believed it was going to happen. Same with Abraham and Jesus and Paul. They all had this kind of faith. So when God says, you know, you say, hey, God, what are you talking about? What do you have in mind when you say faith? This is what he's talking about. Sure of what we hope for. And something that hasn't happened yet, I believe it's going to happen. And then the rest of chapter 11. And read this tonight when you get home. All right, it's a really, it's, 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 it's like little sound bites. So if you have ADD like me, you go, oh, that's another story. And another story. And another story, all right? And it's, it's a really good thing, all right? But all these people in this, in this book, this is the kind of faith they had. I want to look at two stories out of the Bible, okay? Two stories really quick. Then we're going to look at a Jesus story and then we'll go home, all right? But these two stories are found right here in chapter 11. You've probably heard of them before. The first one is this guy named Noah. You don't believe in the Bible. You don't believe the whole flood thing, but, but you've heard of him. Just go with it for the next five minutes, okay? So here's this story with Noah. Go down to verse 7 if you have your Bible, okay? By what? 
by faith. Now, we've got to think of the definition. Now, what do you mean by faith? He was sure of what he hoped for and absolutely convinced that what hadn't happened would actually happen. All right. By that kind of faith, Noah, when warned about things, what? Not yet seen. It hadn't happened yet. God's like, I'm warning you. It hadn't happened yet, but it's going to happen, all right? In holy fear or respect, built an ark to save his family. Now, let me just catch everybody up, all right, on this story in case you're going, I have no idea who this is, all right? About six chapters into the Bible, it fell apart, okay? There are several hundred thousand, actually, thousands of verses left in the Bible. We made it like five and a half chapters, and the whole thing kind of blew apart. And God looks at the world and says, I'm going to flood the whole thing. I'm going to flood the whole thing. Then he goes to Noah, and he warns Noah, okay, I want you to build a boat. I want you to build a boat, this big, this is how I want you to do it. And Noah responded by what? But by, by, by faith, okay. I, you know, I, you know I, I'm sure what you're saying, I, I believe it's true, and it hasn't happened yet, but I believe, okay? I, I, I'll do it. I have no idea what you're talking about, all right? I, I'm sure that you're telling me the truth, even though I live in a desert in the mountains, and it's never rained, ever. I'm not even sure I would recognize it, rain, okay? But... You're, you're a smart guy. You'll, you'll, you'll figure this out. But you know what? I believe. I am sure that you're telling me the truth. And it hasn't ever happened before, but I think it will. So grab a hammer. Here we go. That's faith. That's what Noah did. Look at the next verse. By faith, Abraham, when called to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he didn't know where he was going. Now, a little history here. Okay? Go back to... The, the, Abraham is the... Uh, you know, if you were, he's, the, he's the father of the Jewish race. If you go to Jerusalem or Israel and go, hey, who's, who kind of kicked this whole thing off? They'd all go, Abraham, he's our father, okay? Meaning this, is that you go back to chapter 12 in the Bible, there's this old guy. I, I hope that didn't offend you. He was 80. Okay, all right, so he's 80. And he's got a wife named Sarah, and she's like 70, something, you know, and, and they don't have any kids, you know, and, and the last thing on their mind is, you know, let's build a nursery, okay? Because it's like, she actually looking at me and goes, he's as good as dead. Great Valentine's card. But anyway, you know, so anyway, so I mean, they're, they're really, 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 really old, all right? And God comes to him and says, Abraham, here's a, his name was Abraham at that time. He says, I want you to pack up the tent and, and go. Where? To a land I'll show you. That's a little vague. Okay, where are we going? I'll show you. I'll, I'll show you. Uh, okay, I mean, what's going to happen when we get there? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start a country. You're going to have your own country, all right? I promise you're going to have your own country. That's why they call it the promised land. And I'm going to make, I know you don't have any kids right now. And, and, and you're going, well, is it, I mean, I, I don't understand. I'm telling you, you don't have any kids right now, but I'm telling you, you're going to have so many sons and grandsons and great-grandsons and great-great-granddaughters and all that kind of stuff. You then won't be able to count them. It'd be easier to count stars than to count how many descendants you're, you're going to have. And one of those descendants, by the way, Abraham, he's going to be the Messiah. And God says, you know, his name is Jesus. I'm, I'm not going to tell you that right now, but I'm telling you, he's the one, the, the one that's going to connect everybody back to me. Then he looks at Abraham and says, do you believe me? Do you trust me? And Abraham believed. Yeah, I do. I, I, I do. I'm sure. I'm sure you're telling me the truth. And he goes to his wife, Sarah, pack up the tent. We're moving. Where? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I'm sure God's telling me the truth and he promised to show us where to go. And I think he actually will do that. So by faith, they pack up and they go. Now, time out. Okay. Here's the thing. And I'm saying this because a lot of you are like me. You are already jumping to a formula. I think I got it. I think I know how this whole thing works. Are you saying, Jim, that I can really do anything I want? Crazy stuff. Build a boat in the desert, you know, or, you know, say, I'm quitting my job, packing up the family. We're moving to Beverly Hills or California or wherever, you know, and I can do that, you know, and if I love God enough and I believe God, I'll just go and go, hey, God, I want to do this. And God's going to let me go, well, you really want to do it. Okay, get in the car. Here we go. And God will do that for you because you have faith. Do anything you want. If you have faith, God will jump in and bless your plans. Is that what this means? No. Some of you are going, oh, darn. You know, it's like, that's how some of us are living our lives. But that's not faith. 
Not at all. I mean, go back to the story. Noah, okay? All right, you can answer this, all right? You can do this, boys and girls, all right? Who initiated the whole ark thing? Ready? God, okay? Noah went out there in the desert going, these people are horrible. Something's got to be done. I don't know, you know, I, they, they, God, should, God, you should punish these people. And here's what I think you should do. You should like, I don't flood it, you know, like, I'm going to build a boat, you know, and I just believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, God, you're going to punish all these people and drown some sense into them. That'll show them, all right? So I'm building a boat. Come on, God, do your stuff. No. No, God started this whole thing. This is God's idea. Hey, Noah, I'm telling you, build a boat. It's going to rain. All right. And he obeyed in holy fear. In other words, I respect you. I, I, I believe you. And, and, he, and he did it. Abraham, you know, Abraham didn't look at Sarah and go, you know, I'm, I'm bored. You know, I, I need an adventure. I'm kind of in a midlife crisis. I'm 80, you know, and nothing, you know, I don't, the future doesn't look really, but I got an idea. Let's go start a country. Where? I, I don't know. There, there's God's will for my life. And they threw a dart and that's God's will. Come on, God, get in the car. Let's go. Or on the camel or whatever, right? That is not God's will. It's yours. It's yours. And it's not faith. It's presumption. Right? God, I want to do this. and I'm going to do this with or without you. So get on board and bless my plans. That's not faith. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Because a lot of us are running our life like that. Right? Hey, God, I'm going to marry her or date him or whatever. And I know I shouldn't, but look at her. She's one. I mean, look at her. You know, and he treats me so nice when he's sober. I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, I, and I know I shouldn't, but I'm, I'm going to marry him. And I, I believe by faith because I believe you're God. I believe, I believe you can fix him. And let's be honest. It's easier for, for, for a, a pretty person to become a Christian than for an ugly person to become pretty. So come on, God, right? <laughs> right I, hey, I'm just saying out loud what we all say in our heads. Right? Come on, G, God, throw some Jesus dust on her and fix her, you know, or whatever, all right? Come on, because I have faith, and you can do that. That's not faith. That's not, I'm sorry, that, that's not what you see in the Bible. When God goes, this is what I'm looking for, it's not, come on, God. Biblical faith is not a force, you know, and it's not a formula to get God to do what we want him to do. Because he didn't want to do it, but we faithed him. That's not what this is about. Biblical faith is our response to this, I really think you are who you say you are. And I really believe you're going to do what you, what you said you can, you can do. I, I trust you. Hey, Noah, build a boat. It's going to rain. I believe you. I trust you. So he built an ark by faith, not by hope. I hope it rains. I don't know. This is kind of crazy. I know people are making fun of me, but you know, come, please do this because I'm going to look really stupid. That's, no, by, I believe. I absolutely believe. Abram, I want you to follow me. All right, lead on. I believe you. Start packing and by faith, he started walking. And he wasn't walking through the desert going, oh, this is stupid. What are we doing? He's wringing his hand and going, I, I, I hope I can figure this out because God may not actually show me. You know. No, he walked with total confidence. And all through this chapter, there's story after story after story where God shows up and goes, I'm God. Do you trust me? Because this is going to happen. You with me? And they all went, we're with you. We're absolutely with you. We believe you are who you say you are. And we trust you. Now, jump down to verse 13, because this kind of likes to go, well, what's up with verse 13? Look at this, all right? All these people, through the whole chapter, you know, you're God, and we think you are, we're, we're with you, all right? All these people were still living by faith. I mean, they were living their life as if, you know, they were so sure of what they hoped for, and it hadn't happened yet, but they were absolutely convinced that it would. They were living that way when they, what? Died. They were living like, this is who God is, and this is what he says he's going to do, and we believe it. But most of the people, Abraham and Noah would be the exceptions in this, all right? Most of the people in this chapter died before they ever got to see it happen. The rest of that verse goes like this. They did not receive the things, what's the word? 
promised. God promised them this would happen. And they died. They didn't get to see it. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. I mean, we believe it's going to happen. Maybe not in my lifetime, but I believe it's going to happen. These, verse, verse 39, jump down to the end of the chapter. These, all these people who had this faith, all right, these were all commended for their faith. God looked at them and went, that's it. That's what I was talking about. Yet none of them received what had been promised. See, we started this definition of faith this way. Faith is hope taken another step further. And here's what I want us to catch tonight, if you want to write this down. The bridge that connects hope over to faith is the promise of God. The, the bridge, the connector, how do I get from hope over there to, to faith? The way I move from here to there is I have absolute confidence because God promised. I get back to my story, you know. So tonight, you know, I, I, I go to Village Tavern. How, how can I be absolutely sure I can have faith that Robin's going to be there waiting for me? How, how am I going to know for sure I'm sure, I'm convinced? She's not there yet, but I absolutely am convinced that she will be there at 8 o'clock. How can, how can I have faith in that? It's very simple. If she calls me back, and I go back and I check my voicemail and say, hey, it's Rob. Yeah, I would love to, and I'll be there at 8 o'clock, I promise. And then I'll say, do I trust you? Do I trust you? you really think you're going to do what you say you're, you're going to do? I'm not going to show up over at Village Tavern going, you know, I don't know, I don't know. Well, come on, come on. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Come on, Robin, come on, Robin, come on, Robin. You know, it has no effect. It's not a force. I can't rope her into coming just because I believe, I believe, I believe. The only way I can know she's going to show up later is if she called me back and said, I, I will. I, I, I promise. And it's the same with God. The bridge between what I hope for and what I can trust God for, have faith in, is the promise of God. That's the definition. So let me, let me give you a, kind of that definition in my words, okay? And this is that fill in the blank. So if you have your, your program, all right? And here, here is, according to this, the, the Bible and the examples of the, of the people who had, this is the kind of faith. This is the kind of faith that God's looking for. And it goes like this. Faith is confidence. I'm absolutely confident. I'm persuaded that God is who he says he is. I really believe he is. And that he will do everything he's promised to do. That's faith. Faith is confidence that God is who he says he is. Meaning this, God, because you are who you are, I think you can do anything. Because you're God. But it's not just only, I think you can do it. I believe that you will do everything you promised to do. You know, God goes to Noah and says, hey Noah, I promise you it's going to rain. And Noah responded, I believe you. Get busy, build an ark. Because here's the thing, is, I, I believe you are who you say you are and you can do anything. I, I believe God said to Abraham, I, I promise you, I will show you where to go. And Abraham, Abraham responded, okay, okay, pack up the tent. I believe you. I believe you are who you say you are. You can do anything. And I believe you'll do everything you promised to do. Pack up the tent. Now, what's true for Noah and Abraham is true for us. It's true for us tonight. Faith is confidence that he is who he says he is. Well, now, who is this God that we say, you know, that we talk about and we sing about? This is this God who created the universe and he loves you. How can I be sure? What kind of God am I following? He demonstrated his love for you in this, that while we were still screwing up our life, he sent his son to die for us. That's how committed he is to you. This is the kind of God that, 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 that we follow. And, and he will even still do everything he's promised to do. And what would that look like if we really believe that? I want to look at one more story out of the Bible. It's, it's, it's a story about Jesus. And I just love this story. It's, it's one of these little stories. It's like two or three verses long. It's not like one of these long, you know, it goes over chapters and chapters and chapters and chapters. This is like, I, I just skip over it. As you read the Bible, you go, uh-huh. And then you go on to the next one. But this is really, really crucial because it's a picture 
that I want us to kind of get in our mind about this is what faith looks like. If you have your Bible, go to the book of Luke, all right? There are four biographies of Jesus, okay? Matthew, Mark, Luke. It was written by a guy named... You guys are Bible scholars. You're so smart, all right? All right? And, and, and this is just kind of like, this is what it would look like. Luke chapter 5, and it's, it's kind of, it starts out vague. We don't really know where Jesus is. He's just in a town. He's in one of the towns. Well, okay, all right. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was what? Covered in leprosy, all right? Covered. Now, a couple of months ago, we looked at this guy named Naaman, and he had a spot. It's like, uh-oh, all right? And he went to Elijah and said, can you heal me, please? And remember that whole story? This guy didn't have a spot. It's like, hey, I think, is there something there? You know, he was covered with leprosy. And if you know anything about leprosy, leprosy was like, um, I don't know, the AIDS of that day, whatever. It was, it was incurable. I mean, it, it, was, it was contagious. It was like, when you, got, when you got leprosy, people went, oh, oh, we don't want to be around you because we'll catch it from you. As a matter of fact, if you read the book of Leviticus, if you had leprosy, they kicked you out. You know, you couldn't be with your family anymore because you, you kill your family. You couldn't be with your friends anymore because you, you'd make them unclean. They, if they touched you, they weren't even allowed to go to church anymore. I'm telling you, it was horrible. If you, you, you would live in, outside of town. You couldn't even come to town and get food. They'd throw food out the gate for you. Let's let the lepers have that, stuff like that. Um, you didn't have a social life. You didn't have a home life. You didn't have any life. And you, there was no cure. There was no hope. If you got leprosy, it was a matter of time. Game over. Game over. Your future looked like this. A lot of pain, a lot of poverty, and then you die. Ta-da. And legally, this guy's not even supposed to be here. I mean, I don't know if he kind of covered up, you know, wore you know, a robe or something like that and kind of snuck through town going, you know, you know, if they see me, they're going to kill me because I'm not supposed to be here, right? And he comes and he finds Jesus and he is covered in leprosy. Look at the rest of this verse. When he saw Jesus, okay, he fell with his face to the ground and what? Begged him. Begged him. And you know what? I looked this up in the Greek. You know what it means? It means he begged him. He did. He begged. You know what I mean? Here's what I mean by beg. He's like, he looked at me and went, ah, you have something I need. Can I have it? I don't have this. I I, I can't find it anywhere else. I'm telling you, you have something I need and and I'm asking you to do something for it. Please. I'm begging you. Please. We've prayed this, haven't we? Please. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I I know you have it. I I just, will you do this for me? And here's what he prays. Here's what he begs. Lord. Just by saying Lord, he says, I think you're God. All right, Lord, if you're willing, you what? You can make me clean, which is the Bible. You can heal me. He, he comes in and he falls, you know, and I mean, he's dying. This is a matter of weeks. I mean, this isn't a matter of years. I mean, he's almost dead. He falls in his face. I have no hope. My life is over. Okay, I think you're God. If you're willing, I know you can do this. I know you can. I, I, believe, I, I believe you are who you say you are. I, I've been listening to you. I really think you're God. And I, I know you can if you're willing. And here's the thing is, I hope you will. I really need you to do this. Friend. And I, I, I don't know if you will, though. I don't know if you're willing, but I'm begging. Are you willing to do what I know you can do? And here's not what he's not He's not saying this. He's, he's not looking at him going, hey, you owe me. You better heal me. You know why? Because I did this and this and this and I gave money and I pulled a slot machine and I helped the poor and I helped the, I empathize and I'm going to help build habitat for me. I'm telling you, I've been a good person. I used to be addicted to this. I stopped. I could have married her, but I read in the Bible I wasn't supposed to marry her and I gave her up and I'm married to her. Now I'm telling you, I've done everything that I'm supposed to do and you better heal me because you owe me. That's not what I'm saying. I've prayed that. Not that one part, but the rest of it, okay? Uh, you know, he's not saying, hey, if you don't heal me, it's because you're, you can't. He's not saying if you, don't, if you don't heal me, that means you don't love me. 
And he's not saying, if you don't heal me, I'll go find another God who will. He's saying this, I'm asking you, only you, because I, I believe that you are who I really think you are. And where else would I go? See, I think only you can do what I need you to do, and I know you can. I hope you will. You ever prayed a prayer like that? Sure, all of us have. And that's how Jesus responds. Jesus reached out his hand and he touched the man. I am willing. He said, and by the way, if you touch a leper, you were considered unclean. Jesus blew that off. I don't care. He touched him and said, be clean, be healed. And immediately the leprosy left him. And I love that word, immediately. It's not like about a month later, things started clearing up, you know, and his arm grew back and stuff like that. No, 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 no. Immediately he went, ta-da. I mean, this was a moment. You got to think, you know, as all those people standing around watching Jesus do this, all right? And they're looking at Jesus' face. You got to think the look on Jesus' face was looking at this guy before he did anything for him and said, you get it. You, 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 you understand. You really think I'm God. I said I was God and you, you really believe it. And I never promised I would take away anybody's leprosy. I never said I'd promise. I never, I never said I'd heal everybody and, and you know make, make you have more money and have this happen and take away. Make sure your kids all get home. On I never promised that to anybody. But you 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 believe I I could. And whether I do or not, you believe me, don't you? You know what that is. This is why I love this story. It's the perfect picture of how you and I can come to God tonight. You can come to God exactly the same way. Meaning, you can get on your knees, or you can scream out the ceiling, whatever, and you can ask God for anything. God, I need this, and I want this, and I hope this is going to happen. I need you. I, I, please, please, I'm begging you. May you change this and heal this and fix this and make her come home and have him stop doing this and break my addictions, and, 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 and he will answer you. And sometimes he'll answer you, and these, these are the good ones, all right? He'll look at you and go, yeah, you really believe I can't? I do, I do, I do. Well, I'm willing. Go, yeah. God is good, and you'll be on TBN and you'll write books and stuff like that and go, that's, yeah, that's faith. I have faith. I have faith. And sometimes God will look at you and go, I'm willing, not today, down the road, eventually, but not today. Do you trust me? Oh, I'd really like it to happen today. I, I know. But do you trust me? I do. I think you are who you say you are. And if you say it's going to happen, I, I believe you. And sometimes. And I hate this one. He'll look at you and go, no. No. Like tomorrow? Like down the road? No, I can't. I, I'm not willing to. Why? Uh, you got to trust me. You got to trust me. You know, I, I know some stuff that you don't know. And, and you look back at me and go, you listen my faith is no matter what your answer is. I know you love me. And I know you'll answer in the way that looks out for my best interest. Even if I can't see that. And God, I've got to be honest with you. How in the world can that answer be the right one? Ever argued this one with God? How can that be good? You're looking out for my best. How can that be good? Why didn't they get home? Why didn't you get the cancer? Why didn't you make my parents get back together? How can that be good that you say I'm not willing to? How in the world can I put that on the table and that on the table and have them both be good? But... Okay, wait, wait, wait. I got to push this aside and go, but you do love me, right? Because you sent Jesus to me, right? And you're still committed to me to 2,000 years later. You still love me, right? Right, right, right. You trust me? I'm trying to. 
I'm trying to. That's why we pray. This is, a, this is the perfect picture of pray. You know, why, why do you pray? It's like, I want to get God to do stuff for me. And you can't get God to do You can't make God do anything. You can't. He's God. What are you going to do? I'll show you. What? <laughs> no, you can't God, get God to make God do anything. My goodness, He's God. Here's why we pray. Because the very act of praying is acknowledging, I think you are who you say you are. I believe you are. Say you, I believe you run the universe. I think you can do everything that you want to do. And sometimes we pray and we, sometimes we beg and we get on our face and we cry and we pound and, and we shout and we cuss and we scream, God, I know you can. Will you, please? But whether you do or not, I still think you're God. And I'm very aware that I'm not. And I think you run the universe and I don't. I think you're God, but I am convinced that I'm still your child. And that won't change whether or not my circumstances get better or worse. I know that I, I know you love me. I forget all the time, but I know you love me because you already proved how much you're committed to me. Because 2,000 years ago, you sent your son Jesus to die for my sin. And if you never did another thing for me, if you never answered another prayer, you've already told me, I love you. I love you. Doesn't that describe, I mean, the people you look at your life and go, man, they have faith. I can't believe they have that kind of faith. It's like that. They have really tough lives. But over and over, you've heard them say, I still believe. I believe this is who God is. And I think he's going to do what he promised to do. And I believe he can do anything. And I pray every day that I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that the Alzheimer's goes away or my son comes home or whatever that is. I promise. I, I hope, I hope, I hope. But even if he doesn't, he's God and I love him. And I know he loves me. Now, a lot of us don't like that. You know, whoa, I, I don't like that. that is, when I was, came to church looking for faith, that is not what I was looking for. I was thinking if I had a faith, you know, something like that, that you're going to tell me how to tap into something and get God to do stuff for me, right? Eh, wrong answer. If I had faith, I thought cancer would go away and, you know, I'd get out of speeding tickets and stuff like that, right? No, you know, you're not looking for God. You know what you're looking for? A genie. A genie in a bottle. You're looking for a God who works for you does the stuff you tell him to do, right? We've all, we've all said, you know, I mean, we've all seen the movie. We want a genie. Three wishes. On the third wish, you ask for three more wishes. I know how it works, okay? Come on, God, all right? You know, do what I want you to do. You, you're looking for a God who takes orders from you. You want to shrink God down. And here's what I mean by that. You want a God, all right? A lot of us want a God that I can say, okay, God, here, I'm, I'm going to put you on a shelf in a box. I'm going to put the lid on the box, and I'm going to go over here and do some stuff. I'm going to paradise. I'm going to where the grass is green. The girls are really hot over here. And I, you stay there. Stay. Go watch TV or something, okay? And I'm going over here, all right? Take me down here and, and I'm going to do this. And, and if I screw it up or if I mess up, here's what I'm going to I'll be right back. Come here, God. All right? And I get God. Fix that. Right? That's how we treat God all the time. That's not God. And that's not faith. And that's not the God you want. I mean, it sounds cool. Yeah, God, you know, he's my magic genie. Come on, God, do what I tell you to do. Really? Is that what you want? Really? See, when your life hits a certain level of chaos and turmoil and pain, you know what you don't want? You don't want a God who's a slave to your emotional crisis. You don't. You don't want a God in heaven wringing his hands going, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know. You know, she loves me and you know, she wants me to do this. And then he's praying over here and he wants me to do that. But I can't do both of them because if I do that, I cancel out this. Which one am I going to answer? I don't know. Let's see who has more faith. Go. He's got the faith meter. Mm-hmm. He wins. Go to hell. All right. You win. All right. 
And you sit there and go, that's kind of ridiculous. That's how we treat God all the time. Right? That's not the God you want. You, you, don't, want, you don't want a God that, that, that works for, for you. You know what you want? You want a big God. You want a powerful God, a sovereign God. You want a God that runs the universe. You want the kind of God that goes, let there be light. And boom, there's light. You can't understand it. You don't even remember. I can't even believe it actually happened. By faith, I, I believe it happened. You want a God who does anything he wants. Anything he pleases and nobody can stop him and say, you're not allowed to do that, God. You want a God who stands above everything else and sees the whole picture. You want a big, all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful. You want a big, freaking, honking, big God. It's not in the Bible. That's what you want. And that's it. You know what? Here's the thing. Is, all right? That's who he is. He's big and he's huge and you can't tell him what to do. And he doesn't do anybody's beck and call. He's God. And this God who runs the universe and makes the oceans go in and out, makes the moon stay in place and doesn't fall into this. Right? The same God looks at you and says, I'm big and I'm powerful. And here's what I'm telling you. I want you to call me your father. This is what blew David away. Who am I? I mean, you made the stars in the universe and all. Remember we talked about this in worship? I mean, you did all this and then you even care about me. It blows my mind. God looks and goes, I run the universe. I do things and you don't understand, but I'm, I'm in control. Do you trust me? Yeah, I do. Then call me dad. And you can come to me with anything. And you can ask me for anything and you can hope and you can pray and you can beg and you can do all this. And I tell you, I, I promise you, I love you. How, are, do you really? My goodness, I sent my son who didn't do anything wrong to die for what you did wrong. I gotta be honest with you. This is my son. If I sacrifice my son for you, because that's what you needed. And I gave up the, 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 the kid I love most in the world for you. And then you come to me later and go, but I need this too. What am I going to hold back from you now? I gave you the most important thing in, in my life. I love you. Do you trust me? And that's faith. Faith is this. I believe he's God and I'm not. And I, I believe he's good. I don't understand my life and I don't like this. And I wish he would answer the prayer different. But he's already demonstrated and proven to me his commitment to me. That he sent his son Jesus to die for me. And I believe that he's going to keep every promise he's ever made. And that's faith. The question is then, what is it that God's promised to do? And that's what we're going to pick up next week. Doesn't that make you mad? Now you have to come back. I'm going to pray. Now here's the thing. Now that you've heard this, these next two songs will mean something totally different. Pay attention. God, I, I, I love you. I do. And I want to have faith like that. But like I prayed last week, and nothing's really changed over the last six days. I don't get you sometimes. I don't understand why you did that over there, but you won't do that for me. Because I love you and I believe you are who you say you are. So I'm begging you. I am begging you. And some of us in this room right now, we are begging you. Would you help my son? Would you help my wife? Would you help my friend? God, I need you to jump into my family because my family is about to blow apart. And I've been praying this for weeks. And I'm, I'm not getting any answers. And I'm really frustrated, God. Because my life is chaos. And my life is pain. But then, maybe in moments like this, I just kind of sit back in my, my seat and go, okay, now who are you? You're big, powerful, amazing, wonderful, ginormous God who just 
says things and resurrects things and is capable and and you love me. And and, and you're still committed to me and you got my back and and you'll, you'll protect me and you'll take care of me and you'll keep every promise. You promise? Okay, then I, then I can hang on a little bit more. Because you are who you say you are. And because of that, I'll worship you. That's our prayer of faith. In Jesus' name, amen.